Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, the 5th of May, and a bit of a storm in a teacup overnight as Janet Yellen suggests that interest rates will need to rise to stop the economy overheating, which she then tried to backtrack after hours, but not before the frothy end of the market got sold off. The Nasdaq down 1.9%. The Dow Jones at one point was down 350, but by the close was up 20. Our futures were down 26 and our market possibly on the idea that Janet Yellen has softened her already soft comments is up four, having been up 15 with the banks all doing a fair bit better. They, of course, should do better if interest rates are going to rise. And some of our tech stocks, particularly Afterpay, down 2.9%. And some of the other buy now, pay later stocks zip down 2.6%, sizzle down 4.2%. So the frothy end, getting a bit of a bloody nose this morning. Meanwhile, the oil price, the iron ore price, the copper price, all up over 1% last night. And the resources this morning doing rather well or at least not falling. Right, a few things to cover today. The first one, let's start with the RBA. I've written today, and it never ceases to amaze me how many words can be written about the RBA. Anyone would have thought that their assessment of the economy was better than anybody else's, when the reality is it's actually a politically tinged assessment, biased to not scaring everybody, and it's often behind the curve. And the RBA economists are no better than any of the other economists. They're just paid less. But the RBA announcement yesterday, they didn't change rates, of course, was everything everybody wanted it to be. And our market did remarkably well yesterday. I think it was up 39 points. And they, or the RBA, have said that interest rates are going to remain in place for another three years, unlikely to increase anyway. But the vibe, good predictable predictions of higher inflation, higher GDP, lower unemployment, and the comment that the economic recovery in Australia has been stronger than expected and is forecast to continue. They upgraded their GDP forecast for February from 3.5% to 4.75%. That's for this year. And they forecast unemployment to drop to 5% by the end of the year and 4.5% next year. And that's down from 7.5% in the teeth of the pandemic. Inflation going to creep creep up quietly. They expect sustainably higher inflation by 2024. So with interest rates staying where they are, inflation quietly returning. You can just keep buying houses, keep buying the banks. The RBA has its quarterly statement on monetary policy out on Friday. So more of the same. And all this, of course, comes ahead of the budget on Tuesday. It's exactly what the government will have wanted to hear. This will allow Josh Frydenberg to bat on about the recovery, jobs, brilliant management of the economy, a better-than-expected budget position, and talk of being able to fund $20 billion worth of new spending. Unfortunately for the Liberal Party, the next election isn't until next year. Otherwise, this would be quite a good backdrop. Right, research from Westpac's results yesterday. I've put in the strategy piece today. Most of the target price is on average 10.5% above the current share price. All very positive. Goes ex-dividend on Thursday next week. They paid 58 cents in dividends. In the final and interim dividends ahead of the pandemic, they were paying 94 cents and 94 cents. So 58 cents is 61% 
of their previous or their pre-pandemic dividends. So normalizations back to 61%. And the share price is ticking up and there's real, really no reason to doubt the share price trend yet. Not with a housing market flying along. They are the third biggest lender into the housing market. And then ANZ's results today, the share price is down 2.2%. The numbers are a little bit less than expected. Cash profit of 2.99 billion against forecasts of 3.19 billion. But on the dividend, retirees will be glad to hear, they have gone further than Westpac yesterday. They are paying 70 cents prior to the pandemic they were paying 80 cents so they have normalized or the dividend is 87 and a half percent of what it was pre-pandemic so they have almost completely normalized compared to westpac at 61 percent we'll see what the nab does with results tomorrow the anz goes ex-dividend very quickly it goes ex-dividend i think on monday better just check that otherwise apart from the number not being quite the headline some people had hoped for the adjectives are in all the right places for the ANZ. They talk about an unquestionably strong tier one capital ratio being exceeded, call it a strong result. They've de-risked the group, strengthened the balance sheet. They're well-placed for economic recovery. All pretty good. Not dazzling, obviously, with the share price down today. But after the Westpac results, the expectations were pretty high. They were up on the Westpac results. So just losing that little bit of recent froth And for income chasers, obviously the dividend is good news. And as with Westpac, there doesn't doesn't seem to be any reason to sell any of the banks on these results so far. That's despite the fact the sector does usually peak over results season. And if we look a year out now, we've got a yield on Westpac of 6.3%, a yield on ANZ of 6.4%. So the other banks will be getting back to those levels as well, you would imagine. We'll see what NAB does tomorrow. Macquarie on Friday. As I wrote yesterday, I expect the Macquarie results to be pretty good. The investment banks in the US have been kicking the lights out with all the printed money, and you assume Macquarie's done the same thing. We will see. Otherwise, there is a lot of press today about the bonanza going on in the housing market in Australia. The housing finance numbers were out yesterday. Housing finance has seen a 5.5% increase in March, but residential lending to investors was up a massive 12.7%, which is the biggest rise since 2003. And lending to owner-occupiers up 5.2%. And interestingly, first-time home buyers are running out of steam. Lending to them was down 3.1%. So investors piling into the property market. Rents are going up as well. House prices rose 1.8% in April nationally, 2.8% in March, 6.8% in the last three months. Investors in property having a good year. Year on year, annual growth in investor lending is up 54.3%. Owner-occupier lending up 55.6%, but of course that is a fairly unfair comparison to March last year or April last year in the teeth of the pandemic. So the housing market's flying, that's what those numbers tell you. And so today, whilst you might sit back and go, oh good, my house is worth more, that house that you're never going to sell, what it does do is provide people with comfort, the comfort to do other things with their money, like spend and particularly on their house, And you might imagine that this recent housing market activity means that results in August for housing-related companies, 
have been underwritten are low risk should be good. So I've put a list of housing exposed companies in the strategy piece today. And they include not just the banks, but stocks like Wes Farmers, REA, Reese, some of the REITs, Harvey Norman even, JB Hi-Fi, Brickworks, Domain Holdings, there are plenty in that list. Another strong sector, if you read Henry's take today, you'll see he's been listening to a mining conference. And he says that the sector is very active at the moment. A lot of drilling, a lot of exploration, a lot of spending. And his comment this morning is the traditional one that the best people to invest in in a mining boom are the people that make the picks and shovels. So I have put a list of mining services companies in the newsletter today. You might have a look at that. I've highlighted one big one, one small one. And finally, Flight Center had, has seen a few, we hold it, I've seen a few target price downgrades after some guidance yesterday. I've put the broker research in there today. Most brokers still have target prices above the current share price, as to be said. And most brokers are, have neutral recommendations. It seems this travel sector is going to take longer than we expected to see its resurrection. Still confident it will come at some point with the EU obviously opening up their international borders. It will spread to here at some point, though it's obviously going to take time. And flight centre down 3.5% today. Right, that's about it. I have an article on social media. I'll put it in the strategy section or in the newsletter this week. Should millennials buy property? And that's particularly directed at my kids. Have a look for that in the next couple of days in the newsletter. One to send your children, perhaps. Right, as I leave you, Dow futures have gone from up 45 to up 80. We are now up 21 at the high of the day, despite the futures saying we were going to be down 26. ANZ still getting a bit of a caning down 25 2.4% on its results. Otherwise, the rest of the banks are up. That's that for today. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.